Hey there, Cheryl here. As I say every time, because it is true, today is a very special day. We're with Nicole Johnson of Veeam. I am so excited. Thank you for being here, Nicole. Thank you for having me. So we've been talking quite a bit offline and some of the things that I would say are your black belt and some things that you and Veeam are doing really well these days um, we're going to have a conversation about those, but before we do, and we share some of those, what I call gems of wisdom that can help all of us, I want to ask you, you know, a couple questions, a, a little bit about early in your life, like what inspired you as a young person? Now you've come a very long way uh, in your career. And was there something that inspired you that either inspired you to greatness or really maybe your life was kind of difficult and you overcame it and then you wanted to help others thrive um, instead of struggle. So is there anything that inspired you to get up to this point? Well, sure. Well, um, I'd say categorically, I'm the daughter of a retired Marine. So uh, responsibility and diligence and excellence is you know, a standard operating procedure kind of thing. But I started my career in education as a classroom teacher so many moons ago, and I never lost my love for the classroom or just the experience of seeing learners get something and have their light bulb moments. And that's propelled my career in a lot of different ways to the experiences that I've had transitioning from the classroom to the corporate world. And I think if I was to say, you know, what's inspired me or kind of motivated me to continue and to progress has been you know, challenges that I've experienced and projects working with teams and just trying to get better along the way and recognizing opportunities for growth when things haven't gone so well. Um, I'll give you an example. I was with a group of people um, as an instructional designer, or program manager, thinking about a program focus on sellers and coming from a biased point of view said, aha, we, we should think about how we're going to present this program to them because they're so coin operated. We need to be sure that we're telling them how much money they can make and how much quota they can retire. And in that moment, you could have heard the room stop and the record screech across the turntable. Um, I was challenged that moment in a very respectful and meaningful way by a mentor of mine to say, nope, that's not it. It's not just that. And people, sellers don't wake up in the morning worried about how much money they're going to make and how much quota they're going to retire. They're more concerned, Nicole, with solving problems of their customers and their customer's customer. And we could not be any far, more far removed from that point of view. And I, I love that opportunity. It's scary. It was um, a little bit daunting, but I'm so glad for that for those kinds of moments to happen um, and maybe not as severe as that particular moment that I recall, but um, that just challenged me to my core about who I am and what I do to also bring meaning to that as I've grown through the years. Yeah, and I'm so glad you brought that story up just to um, reiterate that because I think being true to our philosophies, being true to uh, who we are as people is so important. And setting up that, like, you know, you had a mentor kind of to be there to challenge you and support you and that type of thing. So that is so important to be that for other people. But to make sure if you are a woman in business or if you are someone who is further marginalized in the workplace and it's even more challenging to speak up and do that, 
to make sure that you have some strategic allies in place. So you can have the voice that you want and deserve. And ultimately, that's going to be better for everyone. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. And, you know, good for you. And you're probably also a role model in the room as well for other people to do the same thing. Now, sorry, go ahead. Were you going to say something? I was just going to say that it's also a really meaningful aspect to, to reach back out. So when you felt like you've taken the next step or you learned something really powerful, to just keep that to yourself is not the answer. You've got to give back either to someone who's just like you, who's coming up, or um, to just add depth to the conversations that are happening around you. Yeah, definitely, for sure. And so also being very proactive on both ends. So in other words, if you're rising up in the ranks to be proactive at seeking out, you know, someone who can be an ally, but also, like you said, if you have, um, you know, if you are in a position to be helpful, also be strategic about mm -hmm. reaching out rather than waiting for someone to ask you to be a, um, you know, a mentor. So thanks for bringing that up. And, you know, you brought up a very important, I want to call it a quote, um, or kind of a saying that I believe in wholeheartedly, and that is about failure, failure is feedback. And a lot of, I just want to parlay on that because a lot, at least what I found in working, you know, um, with senior leaders, but also with high level athletes is that world-class performers, they know how to fail and fail quickly. So they're, and they're not afraid to fail. Um, so can you elaborate a little bit more on what you meant about that? Sure. Um, for the sales training programs that we have, especially for our inside of renewal sellers, we create a learning zone. And that learning zone is where you should fail forward, fail fast, um, and fail often so that while you're in the learning zone, you can retool and grow and learn from those mistakes and get the feedback that you need so that when you're in the performance zone and at your seat and doing your job day to day, you're able to optimize your level of performance much more quickly. Um, I, I say that failure is feedback. I'd say even to my daughter, you know, what did you learn from that? Um, okay, that hurt, or this didn't go how I wanted, or I completely bombed that role play. Whatever it might be, it can help to build momentum for what we want it to be. And you can take a step back and sometimes be very brutally honest with yourself and then find the resources, tools, um, support mechanisms that you need to figure it out so you can try again. Yeah, <clears throat> and that's so important. And what happens when we don't do that and we hold back, what are some of the consequences of that? I think when we hold back, we're, we're keeping a part of ourselves that's, that's necessary for someone else too. When we train, especially we train in, in collaborative groups, we find often that when you're holding back, you're actually holding something away from somebody who desperately needs it. My trainers, myself, our subject matter experts, we may not have the nugget that they need, but in a collaborative situation, just articulating your point of view or sharing an experience that you've had makes all the difference for not only the group to gel together and to learn from one another, but also to add meaning and flavor. And I mentioned depth before, it just adds a level of excellence that you can't get if someone's holding back. 
Yeah. And so I take a different perspective on that. I'm so glad that you brought it up. So something for us to think about the next time, because I think it's safe to say that most of us have been either in a meeting or a learning situation or some type of situation when we knew that we should speak up, but we didn't. Hmm. Uh, because maybe would be we would be embarrassed or maybe we thought our job or our next project would you know be in jeopardy or what have you so it is important to think about it's not just about us but it's about others that are in the room and who might you know be struggling unnecessarily if we don't have the courage to speak up right so so that's that's super important and i want to ask you a specific question about your COVID response at Beam. I know that one of your values over there is just there. There's not a lot of what's the word I'm thinking of um, hesitation over there. So you guys are known for getting things done. And I, I want to ask you about when when COVID hit. You know, we all had to be very agile. So can you share a little bit about what you did, the time span that you did it in, and then also what was the transformation of all that quick shifting? Yeah, some core values of Beam uh, include compete to win. You know, you go after it, you you seek the goal, and you're all in. Uh, Beam speed, which is absolutely a thing day in and day out. We work fast. And then innovate and iterate is a big core value of ours. We're not going to get it right 100% of the time. 80% might be necessary. Go get it done and evolve over time. And those things together, I think, really helped us disrupt ourselves in this crazy time. I remember it was after hours and I was trying to find toilet paper like everybody else at the beginning of the pandemic. And I got the call that we were probably going to close our offices, which means my new hire program for inside sales would have to drastically change. And so I got back to my seat after, you know, I found at least four, maybe I think I recall. And in 10 hours, we had to redirect our experience. So on Friday, this occurred. And on Monday, we had to be prepared for, you know, a group, an entire large group of people who also weren't prepared for this experience to change. So their first day at Beam was not only massively disruptive by COVID, when am I still going to have a job? Is something bad else going to happen? As well as, oh goodness, I have two weeks of training to learn my job. So all of those might have felt daunting, but um, you know, I have a small but mighty team. I say that often of people who are just all in and hyper-focused. And so two of the trainers and I got together and we sat in our desks until we figured it out. It took all, all said and done about 10 hours to go meticulously through the logistics and processes of our experience. But, you know, Monday came around and in an innovate and iterate fashion. Did we get it all perfect? No. But I think, um, you know, the SAT scores that we, we look at to determine whether or not we feel like we've succeeded, as well as the feedback from the sellers anecdotally. You know, thank you for leaning into this time. Thank you for seeing me keeping video on, you know, keeping the dialogue going. Um, And, you know, we did it justice. And since then, we've done, goodness, more than 15 different groups of new hire. Wow, that's incredible. So good for you and your mighty team for getting that done. And there is a very important underlying message there. And that is just when you need to get it done, it needs to get done. And so to just go, to just go surround yourself by as much help as you can get or whatever help is 
most appropriate or whatever allies that you need and understanding that it can be messy and it's going to be, that's okay. Um, But that, and and I think too, for new hires, that is really a great way to role model for them about what's possible and how to keep moving forward during disruption. So, and then when it comes to, you know, calls to action or, if you want to leave the people that, you know, that are listening to this with something that they can do, what information would you like to share with them or where can you steer them? Well, I think the space that I found myself in the last eight plus months has been, um, you know, while this time is super disruptive to our relationships with our family and friends, going to sporting events, doing the things we know and love to do, it's also a great time to reflect and to also disrupt ourselves, our thought patterns, our mindset, um, you know, showing up in the places that we say we want to grow in. So uh, for me, I'm thinking about it, mind, body, and soul. Am I feeding myself the way that I do to be in alignment with where I've said I wanted to grow? And are the people around me going to support that? If they're not, then maybe those relationships right now are not going to be the ones that I'm going to provide more of my time to. I need people to challenge with me. I need people to support me and to be there with me. Um, But I also need them to help, um, you know, whether it's a mentor or whether it's a colleague at work um, to to tell me where I'm out of bounds Mm -hmm. or to um, feed me a great podcast. Hey, you need to listen to this. You need to read this. I work with a phenomenal group of people who are are more like family than just work colleagues. But um, when you've got somebody to, have your back. I think it's a really special thing. Yeah. So it's not just having your back, but almost taking a coaching um, position. Because when when I talk to people before taking them on, I have to be very transparent. I say I'm a biggest cheerleader, but I'm also going to push you yeah. um, because I know it's possible for you. And what I'm hearing from you is just being aware of having those people around you that see some things in you that either maybe you won't see yourself or you might be a little afraid to go go after maybe that person that's might um, is you're considering jumping in the cold lake that might give you a little nudge so you jump in anyway and then they support you along the way. Absolutely, yeah, so sounds super important. And you know, keep in mind that we are pretty much the five people that we spend the most time with. So I think you brought up also something very important. Is it? You know, now that we're heading into the the holidays and month nine, I believe, I guess it's eight and a half of this pandemic um, and everything else that's going on. And, um, you know, of course, when we're recording this, it's just after the election um, to really take some inventory. And a lot of us, too, as we're heading in in a couple weeks to Thanksgiving, seems like everyone has someone in their family that's supportive, but also maybe trying to be politically correct here, some people that they might be related to that don't support their values or that aren't living into the type of person that you're just describing. And of course, we cannot kick our family to the curb, nor do we want to, but we can be mindful of the boundaries that we set and how much we allow them in and how, and some, maybe some distance that, you know, we need to create. And then also being very proactive about who we want to surround ourselves with. And if we don't have them being proactive about finding them. So 
I'm really glad that you brought that up because it's so very important. Um, so is so is there a website or what about Veeam can people go check out? Because I know you've spent a lot of work, um, you know, they're just really growing your team and there's a lot of great things going on there. Is there anywhere where they can check it out? Well, Veeam.com for all things Veeam is a great place to start. Uh, from a sales acceleration perspective, um, Mike Blanchett has uh, just built a powerhouse organization of world-class um, training and enablement. Um, externally, we've been really uh, blessed to have won some big awards over the last couple of years of the things that we've done. Um, while there's no website in particular um, to go to, I think just for those who, you, who are on enablement or um, you know supporting sales organizations, I think one thing that we've done is just been really mindful of, it's not necessarily just about us. It's about the teams that we support. And so, you know, we're really grateful for the great um, support we've been given and the accolades that this team has brought, but it's it's not just because of us that we've done that, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then one thing that I'm trying to get people to do more, <clears throat> excuse me, is to toot their own horn a little more. So why don't you share a little bit about some of those awards? Well, I'm, I'm happy that you, can, you might actually get a little peek at some of them behind me. Um, we've been fortunate enough to build programs that have won awards for talent management, talent development with Brandon Hall. <clears throat> we've won a Stevie Awards for programs that we've um, been recognized for business impact results. CLO um, just uh, awarded us two awards recently um, for programs that we've done with sales methodology and our new hire onboarding program. Um, you know, we, we do a lot of big things, I think. But one thing that's different about the way that we do it is that we're not looking at it from just an enablement pillar or just what we're training, what we're delivering. It's how we're changing the way that things get done at the, at the corporate level organizationally and how we're helping skill development that ultimately changes the kind of function day to day operations about how people do their jobs, which I think is a really special thing. Yeah. So focusing on the process, not necessarily the outcome. I think it's both too, right? Like, absolutely, I want my teams to go crush their number. It's Q4, so it's all about focus and finish. Um, but we don't just see the program that we create through the lens of just training and facilitating hundreds of slides. It's about uh, looking at the end first. What's the, what do we want to do? What do we want to achieve at the end of this and working backwards to get there? Yeah, that's definitely a world-class way of looking at it. I cannot agree with you more. Is Excuse me. Is there a parting statement that you would, or a part, a parting gem of wisdom that you would like to leave everybody with now that we're heading into the end of the year? Well, um, at Veeam, a program that we've talked about in the past has been Women in Green. It's a program that's open to all interested employees, and certainly male and female participation is is awesome. Um, but one thing I would say is for female leaders out there. There's no better time for our voices to be heard. And so that means sometimes the scary aspect of showing up and voicing your opinion, um, regardless of how that opinion may be perceived. If we don't come to every meeting with our whole self and our whole voice, um, we discount or maybe even replay the record that there'll be a better time. And there's really not a better time than right now. Mm -hmm. I cannot agree with you more. So. Thank you so much, Nicole. I really, again, want to honor all the amazing things that you've accomplished at Veeam and what Veeam has done as a company. 
I appreciate your time being here and I look forward to following you and all of the good things that are in your and Beam's future. Awesome. Thanks, Cheryl. Okay.